Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me this morning to the book of Psalms, chapter 23. <clears throat> Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go to the message this morning. Father, we just thank you, God, for being such a great and mighty God for us, Lord. Thank you for your great love that is never-ending and is unconditional. Lord, we just thank you for your presence here in this place today. And Father, I just ask that you would go before me. Lord, give me words to say. Send your anointing that I might speak under your power and your authority. Lord, let your name be glorified in everything that's done today. Lord, help us to just lift up in the name of Jesus in everything we do. Lord, we'll give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. <clears throat> well, Psalms chapter 23 is uh, one of those passages that uh, most people probably have memorized at some point in their life. You know, especially like I remember in Sunday school having to memorize Psalms 23. Uh, I don't know if they still do that in Sunday school. Do you do you kids remember having to memorize Psalms 23? Caleb, do you remember having to memorize Psalms 23? No? Oh, my goodness. What are we doing? This is why the world's in the state it's in today, y'all. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very popular passage of Scripture. And, man, there's a good reason why. There's, there's some really good stuff in Psalms 23. Um, so we're going to read that real quick and uh, get into what it is God wants us to hear out of that today. So verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death... I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, Psalms 23, uh, you know, David was a shepherd. Uh, when he was anointed to be king, that's what he was doing. He was out taking, tending to a flock of sheep. That's where he started, tending sheep. So, from his standpoint, as a shepherd, having tended sheep, this really made a whole lot of sense to him. And, and I'm not going to stand up here today and try to go through every little detail of this chapter and, and try to bring out all of what he's really trying to say. But what I want to get to today is that Psalms chapter 23 is not about the sheep. It's about the shepherd. It's from the perspective of a sheep. But it's not about the sheep. And man, it's so easy as we read that passage 
to get drawn into thinking of that it's about the sheep and what God has done for the sheep. But it's really about what God has done and how great God is. It just happens to be we are the sheep and we receive what God has done, but our focus needs to be on Him. And y'all, this ain't just when we're reading Psalms 23. It's all of our life. It is about Him, not about us. In verse 1, David said, and I'm going to put this in my words, because the Lord is my shepherd, I won't want for anything. Man, that tells you something great about God. Let's just start with that. We, we have to make God the Lord of our life, first of all. If He's going to be our shepherd, He's got to be Lord, okay? And that seems like a very simple concept, but it really paints a very clear picture of what our role is in relation to Him. He's to be Lord. We are to be something much less than that. As shepherd... He's in control. Y'all, sheep are not very smart. They're very uh, dumb animals. They need constant attention. They need somebody constantly guiding and directing them. And we are pretty close to that in a lot of ways. Um, So we have to start with making Him Lord in our life. If we do that, He'll meet our needs. He'll provide. He'll protect. He'll satisfy. That's what we see here in this relationship between a shepherd and a sheep. He makes, it says there, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. <clears throat> if you're a sheep, why would you lie down in a green pasture? You wouldn't lie down in a green pasture until you've already ate all you could. When you get to the point where you're full, you're satisfied, you don't want no more to eat, then you would lie down. And man, that is, that is a very clear picture of what God wants for us. He wants to supply our needs. Okay? But here is a problem, and, and I'm going to veer off just a little bit. Don't forget, this is about Him, not about us. We're going to come back to that. But I want you to see that God's desire for us, and y'all, let me pause for a moment. I am not a preacher that will preach about prosperity doctrines, okay? I'm not going to do that. I'm not one of those that says you you name it and claim it. You want a Cadillac, you say it, and God will give you a Cadillac. That is not what I'm here to tell you today. But I do want you to rise a little bit above because it seems that in our society it's one extreme or the other. There is no in-between. Okay, I don't believe that God wants to give you just enough for you to survive. Okay, I don't believe that. I do believe God will honor you and bless you by your obedience to Him, your willingness to give from your abundance, He will bless it and He will multiply it. I believe that with all of my heart. I don't believe God put Kevin on this earth to be wealthy and rich, okay? 
but you compare me to parts of the world, some people would think you're wealthy and rich, right? I mean, you look at us, y'all. We have abundance of things. So it's really a matter of perspective. But here is what I want you to see. Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So we've often quoted that verse and said that God will supply your need. We try to focus on that need. God's only obligated to supply your needs. And we even talk about, well, what's the difference in a need and a want? A need is something you must have. A want is something you want and desire that is maybe not a requirement. And so because of that, we, we go to the other extreme of the spectrum and we say, well, God's only going to supply the things that I require that are necessity. And that is not what that passage says. It does use the word need. But we need to examine all of that verse and maybe even step back and look at the one before it because there's a very different picture painted there. First of all, it says, according to His riches in glory. Okay, so that tells you about, about something that's abundant there. It's immeasurable, all right? And so God is supplying your needs out of His just overwhelming abundance that can never be measured what His wealth is. It's nothing for Him to meet your needs. It doesn't hurt Him in any way to take from His abundance and, and pour it out on you. Okay, so if we do step back and look at verse 18 in Philippians 4, Paul says, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Paul did not say, I'm so glad I'm able to just get by and survive. Now, y'all, Paul was not a wealthy man. He wasn't rich by any real definition of the word that we would say today. But he viewed what he had as being more than enough. Okay? So we've got to first lose this mentality that says God's only going to give me what I have to have. No. God wants to supply your need and He wants to meet your wants and desires. He wants to bless you. Now, He does want your wants and desires to be pointed toward Him, though. Okay? So, Paul says there, I have all and abound. I am full, he said. So just like the sheep in Psalms 23, they eat until they are full and they lay down in a green pasture because they can't eat anymore. In the midst of, of telling you these wonderful things that God does for us, it's so easy for us in that moment to, to focus on us and what God's done for us and, and oh, look at how great this is toward us. But... Don't forget what we're talking about. And I told you to hang on to it because this is all about Him. The, the wonderful blessings He pours out on us is, is a testament to His greatness, His might, His power, His great love that He has for us. Remember, this is the Lord, the shepherd, 
tending to his sheep with great love as it's laid out there for us in Psalms 23. He's, he's not a shepherd that goes around just beating the sheep, trying to make them do what he wants them to do. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a shepherd, but everything I've studied and read is you can't tend sheep like that. You can't effectively tend a sheep by beating them into submission and making them do what you want them to. You kind of have to guide them and nudge them. And that's what God does for us. He doesn't beat us. He doesn't force us into submission. We have to do it willingly. We have to make Him Lord of our life. He's a good God. He's a good shepherd. He's awesome in power and might. We're going to talk about that here in just a moment. He provides for us uh, when we are dumb like sheep, which is most of the time. You understand a sheep can do absolutely nothing for itself. There is nothing a sheep can do to provide for itself. Nothing. It can't hunt. Uh, it doesn't really know how to go and find a green fat pasture to, to eat in. It's, it's really a pathetic animal, y'all. <laughs> I mean, these things are so terrible. If you do a little bit of study and you find out, like, they get hung up in briars and they're just, they're helpless. They are so helpless. They, they get these um, bugs and stuff on them all the time and there's nothing they can do about it. Somebody has to just baby these things all the time. Um, uh, the, the, there's the, the verse we get to here in a moment that said, He anoints my head with oil. That is a reference to how the shepherd tends to his sheep. He, he wipes them down with oil to get rid of these bugs that would get up around them and just drive them crazy. Do you know there's, there's times that sheep would actually uh, basically kill themselves because these things had driven them crazy? And the shepherd would tend to the sheep to that degree. And that's what we see in our God. He, he goes and finds us when we run off. Sheep would do that all the time. There's that song that's kind of popular right now called Reckless Love where it says he will leave the 99 and go after the one. And that's a reference back to um, a, a passage about Jesus, really. How he would just leave the rest of them these are all together over here. I got one that's lost, though. Remember, man, this is all about him. And man, here's, here's something I want y'all to really think about. And this ain't just about church. This is, this is all through our life. We need to have this mentality. It's all about him. Uh, if y'all ever heard someone say it, maybe you've said it yourself. I know there's times I have. Something like, uh, you know, I just didn't really enjoy the worship service today. Or uh, maybe even uh, you might have said, I just didn't really feel the spirit move. Or uh, it's not really my kind of music. Or maybe even, and hopefully this has never been the case here, but Maybe, you, maybe you've even said, you know, I just didn't really get much out of that message today. Man, I thought those things myself. But that's very foolish thinking. 
do you understand that uh, you're not here for yourself? We, we, don't, we don't sing praises to lift ourselves up. We're not doing any of this for us. It's about Him. And what we should really be saying is, I really hope God enjoyed our worship today. You see, there's a completely different shift in our mindset then because uh, it doesn't really matter at all how I feel about it. It's all about Him, how He feels about it. How many of you give a gift to someone because it makes you feel good? You're doing it for the wrong reason. I'm not saying you can't feel good because you did something nice for somebody But if that's your motivation, you did it for the wrong reason. You have your reward. That's it. You see, I don't don't want to be in that sort of mindset where I offer praise to God or I serve Him in some capacity for my benefit, for myself. I want to do it for Him. And that is what Psalms 23 is showing. David is saying, I am a dumb sheep. I could do nothing on my own. But I have a good shepherd that loves me. And man, here is the wonderful things he has done for me. He says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Man, how awesome is that to know that we have such a great God. His might and His power are so great that in the presence of enemies or a a terrible situation, we can have such peace and comfort that we can just relax to the point of wanting to sit down and take a meal. You think about a sheep eating in a pasture, completely vulnerable. They're focused on eating. If something is stalking them, say a wolf or something like that, they are completely oblivious and unaware to what's going on around them. Unlike most other animals, right? Have you all ever seen a deer grazing on the side of the road that's just completely oblivious? No. They are aware. Man, the slightest little sound and they're jumping. Slightest little noise or any other animal you can imagine. They, they're aware of things going on and, and man, they never can really get that moment where they just completely relax and are at ease. They're always just eat a little and they're looking around and, and always nervous. But think about that sheep in the pasture that he, he's too dumb to even know he needs to be on guard. And his shepherd has led him here and he's like, oh, look at all the green grass. And he's just going to town. He doesn't have a care in the world. Why can he do that? Because he has a good shepherd that's watching over. He has his rod and his staff, right? What does that mean? Well, the rod is what he would use to fend off predators. The staff is what he would use to help guide that sheep or pull him out of a tough situation if he got caught up in something. You see, the the shepherd was, his entire world revolved around taking care of the sheep. So because of that, that sheep just goes along, just grazing, eating till he's full, and, and just laying down, taking it easy. Meanwhile, 
The shepherd's watching over to make sure the sheep is okay. Man, we've got such an awesome God, y'all. How foolish it is for us to think that somehow Psalms 23 is about us. This is a sheep looking at his shepherd saying, Man, I have a good shepherd. I want to tell you about him. Y'all, do you love your God that much? Do you, do you care that much about Him to be able to look at these things in Psalms 23 and say, yes, that's my God, and completely lose sight of all the wonderful benefits He's provided you, but just focus on Him? It's not about us. You know, we, we come to church, and we are blessed, God does move in our midst. He, he pours His blessings out on us. He refills us. And, and man, it's so easy for us to just get focused on that. What I want more. I want more. And, you know, before long, we start to think that it's about us and that our opinion matters. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't matter at all. You see churches that are just covered up with committees and, and worried about every little thing and, and this person's agenda over here. And, and y'all, none of that stuff really matters in the end of the day. I understand work has to get done and it's good to have a structure to it, but I want you to understand something else. None of my opinion about it matters. What matters is what God wants. And when we lose sight of that, and it ain't just about church. This is in your life, your personal life at home. It's got to be about what God wants. You want to see God begin to bless you, pour out abundance on you to the point where you're just full and you're able to lay down in that green pasture and not worry about anything around you. Your focus has to shift. If your focus is on you your things, your family, and that's it. You know what you do? You begin to worry. You begin to lose sight of the provider. You begin to lose sight of the shepherd, the one that led you to that place. You, you start to hang on to those things more than you should and be concerned about keeping all of that good when really you just got to look at the shepherd and say, oh, wherever you want to lead me. If you're providing it for me, it's good. He's a good shepherd, y'all. You've heard the song, Good, Good Father, right? He is a good, good father. He's a good, good shepherd. He knows how to tend his flock. That's important to know. He knows how to tend his flock. And so if you're getting some stuff, you look at it and you say, well, this ain't so good. This, this is, ought to be better than this. I would think a good shepherd would know how to give me the, the better things. Well, maybe he's giving you what you need because he's a good shepherd and he knows what's best. When we're focused on ourselves, that's how we start to look at things because what we want, we want what we want, not what God wants. If we'll just make him our shepherd, make him our Lord, our life will reflect that. Our life will 
will be something that people look at and they, they say, there's something different there. That's not what I see everywhere else. It's funny how that person's never concerned about their self. They're always concerned about somebody else. You understand that that's the heart of God. His, his love for us is a clear indication of that. He, he cares about us so much that he was willing to lay down his life for us. He was willing to go to whatever extent was necessary to redeem us. And y'all, that same kind of love is what we're to show other people. And Man, it is a completely unselfish love. Jesus Christ had every right to not do that. He had really no reason justified to do that other than just His undeniable love for us. But He did it anyway. You ever fallen into that kind of trap? Where you're so focused on yourself that you can't even see what it is God wants. Catch yourself saying, well, I just don't really like that. I just didn't really get much out of that. I just don't really enjoy that. I'm tired. I wish somebody else would do this or that. starting to drift away from what we're really supposed to be. We're supposed to be His servants. We're supposed to be about His business. We're supposed to have His mind. The mind of Christ is not about me, me, me. <laughs> it's about everybody else. I'm going to wrap it up right there, y'all. I encourage you this week to kind of spend some time studying and Reading in Psalms 23. Six verses, but man, that is deep. It really highlights the directions our lives are supposed to face. 